Hello, NetWomen Uncut. My name is Pinky Gadiali. I'm the founder and CEO of NetWomen, where we inspire, support, and include women from all over the world to get to the top. Our mission is the 50-50 gender split and to close the gender and ethnicity gap, create equity, celebrate equality. I'm also the CEO and founder of Mindset by Pinky, where I help people overcome imposter syndrome and limiting beliefs to help break the glass ceiling. You can book your discovery call with me by following the link at the end. Every month, we will bring you our latest updates from NetWomen and our community. We'll be chatting about stories we found particularly newsworthy and giving our opinions on them. With a variety of speakers joining me every month from the NetWomen community and having those conversations we don't normally talk about. And today I'm delighted to be joined by the amazing Jasmine Sandler. Hi, Jasmine, how are you? I'm excellent. Thank you for having me on. Pretty excited. Thank you. Jasmine is the CEO of JS Media and the leader of Warrior Women in Business. It sounds incredible. Do you want to tell everybody a little bit about that and what you do? Sure, absolutely. So uh, JS Media is a branding and digital marketing agency and consultancy. I've actually had it since 2006. And uh, so it's wow. evolved over time with the swings in the global economy and the changes in the world. And I know today we're going to be talking about women. Um, so definitely it has changed with the growth of women in business. And uh, a lot of what I do now is actually personal branding. We've been doing that more and more since the recession in 2008-9. So our agency supports executives, entrepreneurs, and actually artists, those in the creative field in personal branding and digital marketing optimization. That being said, Warrior Women in Business is a second business of mine, and it started actually out of, I do a lot of keynote speaking. I'm an author and, you know, author and speaker and trainer in the corporate world on personal branding for executive growth. So I was doing a talk at MetLife in like 2015, and it was a women's conference. And it was the first time that I was speaking to all women and there must have been like 600 or 800 women there. I, I love crowds, so <laughs> speaking in front of crowds. So anyways, I just, it dawned on me, honestly, when I was speaking that these are all women and they were so, I thought, strangely gravitated to everything that I was saying, which I, I've done so much speaking. I wasn't, it was so quiet in there. And I said to myself, like a light bulb went off and I said, I need to serve these women. And what I was talking about was, brand building and value development for executives. And so Warrior Women came out of that. Um, it's a podcast, event series, conference, and we provide personal branding for female executives, most of which are yearning to become entrepreneurs. So a lot of what we do is take them from their executive roles and help them to build like the career of their dreams or business of their dreams. It's pretty interesting stuff. <laughs> That's incredible. And it sounds very interesting. So you, you're talking about that transition from executive to being an entrepreneur, which is very different. And, and knowing that from your experience, what are the biggest challenges that, that executives face when they- uh, have Honestly, number one, I had a call with a client yesterday who said to me, you know, they get- I almost sometimes feel like a psychologist. I'm definitely not a psychologist. So, um, but she said to me, she said, I really want to do this, but 
you know, I'm used to having a steady paycheck stability. I know that I can go and I can get, cause these, the clients that I work with one-on-one -on -one are, are like diamonds and I just kind of shine them up. Meaning they usually have like 20 years of experience, 15, 20 years of experience, and they're looking to make a leap. So their biggest challenge is making that leap because they are used to a pattern. They're used to the stability and they don't know the unknown. And I've been an entrepreneur for a long time, formerly corporate executive. And I can tell you that it is a leap and it's, you do have to take a risk. So they're looking for a, a solid answer when entrepreneurship is not a solid answer. It takes ex like hard experience. So I think that's their number, their, probably their number one challenge is the kind of like financial and emotional um, unknown, I guess I would put it. Yeah. And that's so funny. I was speaking to somebody yesterday that had a similar challenge as she was leaving corporate and starting her own consultancy. Oh, yeah. And, you know, HR executive. And you just think, wow, you had like 20 years of experience in that world. And she was asking me, so I've had that many years of experience as being an entrepreneur and saying, you know, how do you navigate that not getting the sa that same amount, that stability, that paycheck every single month? How do you navigate that? And I said, well, quite simply, it's it's stressful, but you have to, you know, you find a way to manage it. You find a way that some months are going to be a lot more, um, you know, some months are going to be flourishing. Some months are not. Some months you're striving and some months you're th thriving. So it really depends on, on the work that you're bringing in and it very much relies on you and you have to develop your business and sales for many executives is a horrible word. In really good point. That's a really good point you made. Honestly, she said to me, I hate selling, I don't sell. And I said to her, <laughs> you are selling every day, every, every time day. you right. sell. Whenever you told me about what you do, you sold to me. You know, it may not be a sales thing immediately, but when you're building relationships with people, you're always asking questions and finding out about them. But it is sales in effect. So, yeah, it's a real, you know, sales is one of those things. Maybe we need to jump on another podcast and talk about sales. <laughs> well, I, so my back, so I, my background is um, director of sales about three times over in corporate. So I actually weirdly enjoy sales. So really I do enjoy sales, but from a very specific vantage point, not the traditional quota numbers. I know all those. I know the formula because I've been trained in it by the best. But um, I, I enjoy sales from the standpoint of, uh, you know, sales is a game. And so if you can make it fun and a game, it is really interesting. And I, I really enjoy developing relationships. So if you're doing sales right, you're that's that's what you're doing. You know what I mean? So you're right though. I mean, sales is a huge, huge piece of owning a business. I actually had a call with a woman, I don't know, like a month ago, and she she said to me, she wanted my help with marketing, and she said, I just want to stop doing sales. I own my business, I gotta stop doing sales. What do I do? She's like, I hate it. So it's interesting, and I said, I love it. She thought I was crazy. So <laughs> you do have to you and and if you own your own business and you're you believe in what you're doing, you're not really selling. Do you know what I mean? It's you're just telling the story with warrior women in business. It's really easy yeah. to tell because it's helping people. 
And, you know, therefore it's not, I don't feel that I'm selling quote unquote something. It is about helping people. It's about helping people to meet or fill a need uh, that they have a gap and it's helping them. And I really see it like that. And I think that's a really interesting point that you make about you being the director of sales previously. So tell me the like quick, the story of what happened from advertising and tech, because you're based in New York and LA right now for your business. And what happened? Because you must have had some stories back in the day, especially being director of sales, you must be surrounded by all men. I have a story and I'm happy to tell it on your podcast. No, I'm happy to tell it on your podcast because I was telling a group of younger women at some whatever networking thing about what happened to me and they all couldn't believe it. So they all couldn't believe it because nothing got done about it. So uh, I've been, I was previously, so I started on Madison Avenue, traditional advertising. That was my dream. My dream since I was like the smallest, youngest child is I wanted to get into advertising. I, I really just like the glamour, the glitz, very exciting industry. So I did that and um, I was with a major, I was with Young Rubicam, you know, they're global. I was with them for a while. I left them to go to a smaller organization. Anyway, a smaller organization that did advertising for most of the nightclubs in New York. This was a long time ago. So I had a boss who was a man <laughs> and uh, he, uh i'm happy to tell the story so he basically said to me you know if you do certain things you'll get a leg up in this company on my um you know like on my first week i really didn't even know what he was talking about i don't even know i was really young i don't i was very naive and um he so we the the job was to sell advertising to the nightclubs and we were working with like the hard rock planet hollywood and i was managing all those accounts and i loved it so uh he one night we went to a meeting at a nightclub and for lack of better words he tried something i pushed him off and um i went immediately the next day i went to the owner of the company and um you know it's like a 100 200 person company not that big and i went to the owner and i explained what happened and he said you're lying this person would never do that so i was young but I gotta say, I've always been smart. <laughs> I don't know, that's the genes. And I said, you know what, screw this, so to speak. <laughs> I don't know if I can say that on the podcast, but uh, I'm gonna do something about this. So what I did is I kind of said to myself, well, you know, this guy isn't believing me because he's believing this guy and they were friends, of course. And uh, so what I did is I told my colleagues, all of, none of them, all of them kind of said, be quiet, don't say anything, it was the culture. Right. So what I did is I found other women that had previously worked there and previously been let go. And I called them. I found the files. I called all of them. All of them said to me, yes, that person did something. I was fired because I wanted to say something. So I knew that they were going to fire me. So what I did is I called all of them. I had the files, like actually hard files. I took the files. I went to a friend, a friend's mom who was a lawyer at the time, and I told her the story. She said to me, and this was a long time ago, and she's like a high profile lawyer in New York City. And she said to me, Jasmine, 
we can't do anything unless you have hard evidence. You have to have recorded evidence. Otherwise, we can't do anything. So it's like, literally, like at that moment, I learned kind of like the world of what happens to women in business right there at a very young age. Um, but what I did do, because I am a warrior woman in business, is uh, one, I was there for about the next week, and I was the one that was answering the phones. So that person's wife called, and I explained what happened. Because, why? Because I wouldn't want that to happen to me. And right. she said to me, point blank, I'm aware of this situation. Wow. She knew what was going on. She kept her mouth shut. So I, I think that in back in those days, women weren't really allowed to say anything and they accepted it is what I found from just that situation. And um, it only happened once in my life, thank God. But uh, it's weird that that happened. And now women are speaking up. Women are speaking up. I mean, you know what's happening in the entertainment industry, right? So women are speaking up and it's, it's good. It's good if it's done correctly. Like if something actually happens, women speak up and something is done about it. It's excellent. You know, that's what I believe. So anyway, that happened. And um, when I was telling the story, these girls, these women said, you know what, if that happened now, you would have won a case in court, blah, 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 blah. Everything has changed. And I think it's really good. I think it's really, really good from that standpoint, but there are still ways that men manipulate women in business. It might not be physically. Yeah. Okay. It could be emotionally. It could be the boys club. All of those things still exist, yeah. but at least that physical piece is being eradicated, which is honestly a great thing. It's such a great thing. There have been some films out about it, but um, did you ever watch the morning show with Jennifer Aniston and Reese Witherspoon? Oh yeah. That was incredible with, you know, what, what he got away with in the end. And it just, honestly, it happens all the time. And it is, you are right, it is changing. It's very slow, but it is changing. Yeah, it's changing because, you know, men are now afraid that they're going to get the whistle blown. And I mean, I have, you know, I used to be uh, very involved in the hockey world, sports and entertainment world. And a lot of men that I know, you know, they're afraid. Uh, so that's, it's good and bad. I mean, I kind of feel bad for them because there are a lot of good guys out there. But, um, but yeah, so that's what's happening. Yeah, that is crazy. And then you mentioned the old boys club. So that that is obviously one of the things that we find in business generally as women when we're faced with that. And you must have had that going into a career in advertising and tech, being surrounded by men who had their own culture, their own club, um, you know, go off and play golf together or, or go to a a men's club or whatever it is together. Um, how did you navigate that? Well, here's what's interesting. So when I was with IBM, um, I was with IBM for about six years. I was director of global sales for VPNs and data networks. And that's when I got involved with tech. Uh, it was funny because I, my closest colleagues and friends that I, I kind of noticed years later were tough women, you know, and so I kind of found this theme and there were only maybe three or four of us and everybody else was, were men. And I found that we 
by grouping together that helped us to navigate things. Also, um, back then it was, I don't know how to explain it. I didn't necessarily wear a pantsuit and I still wouldn't. I'm a, I love dresses always. I am a dressing skirt kind of woman. So, but you had to uh, kind of synonymously play on their field, so to speak. So for example, if they had a happy hour, right? You would be expected to go to the happy hour. You would be expected to drink beer. You'd be expected to talk the talk. Now I know I'm an athlete too. So I know sports like the back of my hand, you know, I mean, I can talk sports to anybody, but a lot of women can't. And so it's kind of like at that point where either you're in or you're out. Uh, so I think what I noticed is the more that women engaged and we actually had a golf league and I was in the golf league, I was a player. You were expected to do that. You were expected to do a lot of what the men were doing. I grew up as a tomboy. So for me, it was like easy. I grew up with brothers, uh, very easy for me, but for other women, I saw that it was, it was harder for them because they were still very girly, girly. And that was a little bit harder for them. So, um, yeah, you could see, you could definitely see like the gender difference in those days and how, um, the women that succeeded. And if I even look now, uh, cause I'm still friendly with, you know, my colleagues previously from IBM, I see the women that have catapulted into VP positions and they were the women that had those traits, those like kind of hard, strong, very decide, more masculine traits. Those are the ones that definitely have succeeded and the other ones have faded away. So that's a hundred percent the truth. And that's how you navigated back then. That is tough because now we're teaching women to lead authentically and right <laughs> lead like you know how you would be as a person rather than try to be somebody else that you're not so it's so different now and yeah we we are seeing that do you think the change is happening to the level and the rate that we should be going at well i'm pausing because I think we as women need to pause. I really do. I think that we have this goal we're, we're, we're thinking masculine towards a very specific goal and that's good, but we also need to think about, is this what we really want? And is it, is, is it in the way that we really want? And that's why I really wanted to be on this podcast. Cause I know that you and I have like minds and, um, but we're on two sides of the pond and I don't know what happens in Europe. I know what happens here. Right. And so what I see here is I see almost this like inverbial strike movement of women that, you know, are so hard pressed on making things happen and making things happen and making things happen that they're forgetting about. And one thing I, I want to talk to you about today, that they're forgetting about that we actually need to support each other. So I think, yes, we're moving forward. We are not moving it forward on the executive level or the board level as fast as we should be because the numbers and the data state that that's that's for sure 100 percent but i think what we're losing in this forward movement is we're we're losing the real genuine collaboration which is what i talk about on my warrior women podcast this is what we my main mission at warrior women is that is collaboration so i i feel like with this whole rush to become leaders like if you 
not everyone can be a leader. <laughs> so, you know what I mean? So if everybody's rushing to be a leader, I don't see how there can be a team. And so that's my, my own worrying concern as I objectively see what's going on with women in business in general. Um, it's my concern. And I don't think that we are, I think that could be, I don't know, I don't have the answers, but that could be the reason that we are not hitting those numbers in my own small <laughs> objective viewpoint of seeing this stuff. And I attend a lot of women's executive events like at Morgan Stanley and so forth to see what's going on. Are things actually moving forward? And all when I go to these events, I keep hearing the same thing. Oh, we're not in the boardroom enough. We're not sitting at the table. And I'm thinking, how could that happen when there's this big energy and this big movement? So I kind of sit back and think, well, what's the problem? Like, cause I'm an entrepreneur and I think that way. And I think, well, maybe we're just not doing this as a team, like really doing it as a team. I mean, you could see all the women show up, but are they really doing it as a team? And that's why I'm really happy to be on the podcast and connect with you because um, I think that we, it's what we need to do. Yeah, absolutely. And you touched on something that I wanted to talk about, a few points that you raised there. One of them being the fact that why don't we collaborate more rather than compete? And when you mentioned that, this image came to my mind of a woman trying to fight her way through a crowd to get to the other side and pushing and elbowing everybody else out of the way. And that is the image I get when I work with clients, when they tell me that other women are doing exactly that, when instead of helping and sponsoring other women to get further up the ladder, they're pulling the ladder away. And that needs to stop. So yeah. I agree, the problem lives within the gender but also I feel like it lives externally talking about the systemic barriers that we talked about just now about the clubs, the old boys, the, the way that externally we don't feel like we fit in. We don't belong. You know, that togetherness is not there. So it's about diving okay. yep. <laughs> into that cultural change and that shift that needs to happen to actually move the dial on this you know I, I really feel like you mentioned earlier it's going to take us hundreds years to reach gender equality um and it's it's mind-blowing it's not even going to be there when I'm alive so that's for me kind of makes me think this is this needs to happen sooner rather than later <laughs> yeah well there's one thing I want to say if you don't mind, because it's another thing I notice and because I have a mission, you know, is, um, so we take on as women in business, we take on masculine roles because we have to, right. Which, which some of it is very beneficial because what's funny is, although I'm a woman, women hire me because I get them focused because a lot of women are all over the place. And I always have to like tell them to stop focus, stop, focus. I feel like every call, stop and focus, stop and focus, right? Because women like to think and that's good, but you need to focus if you want to do business, right? So in one sense, the masculine traits are very helpful for women to succeed. But on the other flip side of the coin, 
they can be negative. And, and the way they become negative is when, is when women take on the masculine trait too much, they lose their feminine essence. And so then when you look at what's happening, I don't even know how to explain this because I'm very visual. You look at what's happening and men could think, well, that woman is too masculine. So I think it's really important that we as women find our own balance. You know, with Warrior Women, the poster behind me, right? She's flying in the air, she's flying further, but she's gorgeous, you know? Like it is about embracing your feminine goddess-like powers, you know? And also learning how to be decisive, how to quantify numbers, how to think straight. It's not you need to dress like a man. It's not you need to act like a man. It's not that you need to be a jerk. It's not that you need to be competitive for the sake of being competitive. It's all about how do I take the best from one side and, and then embrace what I have. And it's not easy because it's not easy because because some women are more masculine, some women are more feminine. And it's really like, it's really about that balance. And I think if we don't find that balance, that's also going to impede our growth and our success. You're absolutely right. I have absolutely loved talking with you. You're so inspiring. Mm -hmm. And tell the audience just quickly how they can find you um how do they they search you up sure so it's jasminesandler.com goes to my main website which is js media uh warrior women business no in in the domain warrior women business is the warrior women business site you could also just search my name jasmine sandler digital marketing agency i i'm an author i'm a speaker i mean i'm i'm literally everywhere on the web so and it's been a lot of hard work to do that so just search me and um you know, if you're interested, I have a form. If anybody's interested in getting coached or our services, obviously, or being, uh, we have a program at Warrior Women in Business for startup female coaches that want visibility. So if they're interested in any of that, just look me up. I have an assistant. It's pretty easy. Actually, you could find me very easily, but just want to let you know, those are some of the programs that we have in case people are interested. Amazing. Thank you so much, Jasmine. Thank you, Pinky. This has been like really great. We'll probably have a, a second one, I think. There's too much to talk about. <laughs> too much, too much. <laughs> so that's the episode done. Thank you so much, everyone, for listening. We really appreciate your support. Email us if you'd like to feature or if you have any ideas at all at hello at netwomen.co. That's .co, not co.uk. You can subscribe to our newsletter or sponsor us with our mission, Create Equity and ce Celebrate Equality. You can let us know what you think, leave a review, share, tweet, tag at netwomen.co and find us on LinkedIn and Instagram just by searching netwomen. Head to our website for our latest blogs and updates at netwomen.co and our DEI programs on netwomen.us. You can book a discovery call with me, calendly.com slash netwomen. Thank you for listening. Bye.